The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. to cast a strong style i'm your host don delarente and i'm joined once again by my co-host mr anwar starwin what's going on anwar what's up down i'm good man quick turnaround just had a conversation with you not too long ago so we're gonna hear with uh terry's boy as our special guest what's going on terry's boy not too much what's going on don talk about the finals of the G1. That's right, man. We're here to break down the last few nights of the G1 tournament this year. Um, I guess up until this point, a tournament that people have felt has lost, has, uh, you know, didn't have the usual, you know, fervor that the G1 has, but hopefully they can end strong. So, first, we'll get into night 16. It's the penultimate night of Block A, where we had Yano get beat by Naito to end his chances. So Naito gets 12 points. Evil, he ended up beating Hiroki Goto. So Evil gets 12 points. And then in an upset of sorts, Sonata, he beat Tanahashi to end up with 10 points. So Sonata, Evil, and Naito are the only people still alive in the B block coming into their final day. So there's your drama right there. Uh, before we move on to the A block finals, what'd you guys think about Tanahashi and Sonata? It was, it was, it was excellent. They have great chemistry. They were both mentored by the same person. And so it's just, I knew, I knew that match was going to be good. Cause let's be real. Sonata has been, he had probably one of the most disappointing, like, G1 campaigns. And I'm a Sonata fan, and I'll keep it real with you. But, nah. Terry's boy, your thoughts on Tanahashi Sonata? Yeah, real, real good match. They they played off each other with the, the high fly flow and the Muto Moonsault. And, yeah, they're both good wrestlers. And, like Anwar said, Tanahashi is one of those guys that can get Sonata to raise his level a little bit, do a little bit more, not not stick to his patterns as much. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a strong match. Tanahashi, to me, has been one of the MVPs of B-Block, keeping it together with a strong campaign. So, it was a good match. Yeah, I was just about to say that as well, that Tanahashi is one of the few wrestlers who can make Sonata <laughs> – like you said, step up and get into that, you know, three-fourths gear. Not all the way in high, but just about there for Sonata. He's just so cool uh, when he wrestles. But, yeah, I thought this was a really good match. I like the way that uh, Tanahashi was working the legs, trying to go for the cloverleaf late in the tournament because the half-fly flow is just, you know, too risky and too damaging uh, to his body now. Uh, and then, you know, Sonata finally get the win with the Moonsaults. So, really good stuff there. Now we move to night 17, the Block A Finals. Uh, we'll start with the opening match. Because Yujiro finally used his cane as a weapon and set up an Olympic Slam and a Miami shot followed by a Pimp Juice. And Yujiro defeats Jeff Cobb on the final night of the tournament to get his first two points. So congratulations to Yujiro. I enjoyed his his his, his shystiness because he waited. He picked the spot, waited the whole damn tournament to use it. But I'm glad he got a win now. Minoru Suzuki faced off against Shingo Takagi. Suzuki, he was you know working in the arm, just legs, just trying to submit and torture Shingo, but. Suzuki couldn't put Shingo away. Shingo got the win with Last of the Dragon. So I guess that's going to set up a rematch for the never open weight championship that Minoru Suzuki has currently that he beat Shingo for back in the summer struggle. 
Um, I like their chemistry. They beat the hell out of each other. But that's what Minoru Suzuki does in all of his matches. But, yeah, Shingo definitely tried to shake the junior heavyweight title. Uh, definitely stood up toe-to-toe with him. I don't. I haven't looked at his single as no junior heavyweight for a long time. I just because I seen that man wrestling champions carnival. He was wrestling heavyweights before he came to New Japan, so I never really held that against him because he was wrestling in that division. Because I knew he could do more. But I get what you're saying. They had a great match, and I like how it had like levels to it. It wasn't just pure on violence. It was, it was a mixture of like really good wrestling. So I just. I think it's better than the Jingu match, but not like giant leap ahead of it. But I really like that match as well. So I look forward to them meeting heads at some point. I don't know, Power Struggle or I guess the Dome. Probably Power Struggle, though. Right. I'm thinking Power Struggle as well. Now for what turned out to be one of the most newsworthy events of the night, we have Will uh, Okada with 12 points against Will Ospreay with 10 points. B. Priestley, the girlfriend of Will Ospreay, showed up at ringside to distract the referee while Okada had the money clip locked in. The great O'Korn, formerly known as Oka, hit Okada with a, a, basically a, a, a claw choke slam, taking Lance Archer's old move. Ospreay then hit the Stormbreaker to pick up the win to defeat Okada and to move into a tie with 12 points for the uh, block final uh, after the match Osprey attacked Okada and then shouted that Okada was holding him back I told you that nigga ain't got no sense <laughs> <laughs> like literally that man picked you out of obscurity gave you opportunity to be in a situation that you probably would never gotten in if not for him and you come and say you held me back Motherfucker, that dude's your biggest man, and you did that shit to him. See? See, I tell you about them people, but, you know. I was like, it was like, he was hidden at what he was doing. He was observing how Gato was working with Jay and saying, I need to do that. Hmm, that, that, blah, blah, blah. And then he had the thing with the commercial between the breaks where he said, that would be my faction name, so... It was a lot of stuff there for you to pay attention to in the comments and if you were just watching things. And, you know, he's a sneaky bastard, so, you know. Um, Terry's boy, your thoughts on Oka now aligning himself with Will Ospreay. I guess they're going to call themselves the Empire, Bree Priestley as well, here in New Japan. Um, yeah, interesting pair. I think it probably means uh, we're probably going to get a stronger partnership between Rev Pro and New Japan because that's where Oka has been this whole time. That's where he got the great O'Connor gimmick, and he's undefeated. I don't know if they mentioned that or commentary, but, yeah, he didn't lose his whole excursion. So They mentioned that. He'll be having, like, a nice little, like, Sean Diesel type of thing where O'Connor's is heavy. and So I, I think that's interesting, and... Hopefully we get some more UK guys, but yeah, like Anwar said, the writing was kind of on the wall with everything as well with stuff that's been going on outside of wrestling. Plus, Will just being a prick in his matches and in his mm-hmm. post match, and mm-hmm. you know the story. It kind of got overshadowed by the turn, but this was the first time Will ever beat Okada, so you also got yep. that. I think was part of his whole "You hold me back." It, it's it's more a mental thing because Will knew he straight up he couldn't be Okada. He he not quite on his level yet. So I think that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. You know, typical heel excuse making like, oh, you held me back rather than the reality, which is no, Okada's just better than you, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I really liked the way that Okada Right when he gets ready to start turning it on, it looks like, and start having a run of good matches, they shut it down, and they screw him over. Built all this, built all the, built all this angst up. He finally starts turning the corner, and then, oh man, Will Osprey screwed him. Yep. Uh, 
I like I liked Oka when he was uh, a young boy, so I'm excited to see uh, what this great Okarn uh, character uh, comes into. I mean, it's got to be better than Master Wato. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Anwar's boy. Man, no disrespect Master Wato. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if they just got him better gear. Because I don't hate the kung fu gimmick, and he's fluid. But it's like, why are you dressing blue, blue hair and them outrageous looking tights? It's like it. It just doesn't look good. I don't know. I guess they were trying to get it for the kids or as a rib. I don't even know, man. <laughs> well, the, our next match uh, contains somebody who always looks good. Mr. Kota Ibushi versus Taichi in what was basically a kickboxing match in a wrestling ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Taichi, yeah. get, you know how Taichi is. He gets in there, and when he wrestles Minoru Suzuki, he wants to slug it out. So he got in here with Kota Ibushi. He wanted to kick it out. So kick it out they did. They traded kicks for about 15 minutes. Each man barely standing due to the damage and the pain. Kota Ibushi finally got the win with the Kamigoye to move into sole possession of the lead in the A block with 14 points. This... Was a spectacle. This one, it was one of the most unique matches I've seen ever at a G One. the The fact that he took the time, they took the time to come up with the idea to do that, and also transition that later on into something else, was freaking great. I like, I I was not, not expecting it. It was a great surprise. Like, and it showed actually the growth of Tai Chi as a character and wrestler. Because if it was just two years ago, Taichi would have not gone along with that shit. Nope. That's one of the great things about doing a podcast with people years and years is to see them come around on on certain issues and topics. And Samuel Kalunga, it was NXT. Now he's watching NXT every week. He's become Mr. NXT. And for me, with Anwar Starwin, it's now his newfound love for Taichi. Because... Two two years ago, there was nothing I could say that would provide that much praise for Taichi from Mr. Amor Starwin. Because he was on some bullshit. I don't <laughs> want to watch bullshit. I, 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 watch, I, I watch New Japan not to watch bullshit. So when I get this, when I get force fed bullshit, it makes me mad. I'm not I'm not like you, Don. I'm not watching all them WWE shows and then scratching my head at the booking all the time. I can only take so much of that shit. I, I watch. I'm, a, I'm an NXT fan. I'm not a main roster fan. Even when he was on his bullshit, <laughs> Taichi was, was still producing very good matches in my estimation. I was like, don't worry. You'll come around. Yeah, was, you were saying was that shit. Right. I was like, I don't know. Then he then he just started. It just He just flipped it. So he was bullshitting. But he had that ability not to bullshit all along. So. He was, he's a really great scammer, if you think about it. But, you know, you know, you know the weirdest thing that I don't get is, like, it is people that love the main roster but will not watch NXT. It's fucking weird, man. They they yeah. make up reason why not to watch NXT, and I don't get that shit. <laughs> I guess it's the perception that it's minor league. Those aren't the real stars. The real stars are on Raw and SmackDown. But then, ain't that mean? Doesn't that mean that you're kind of being brainwashing to believe something that ain't really true instead of you going to make true? But I mean, hey, it's it's plenty of people who think WWE is legit the best wrestler in the world. Them niggas, if you you hear something enough, that's what they tell you all the time. We we got the best, you're right about that. Kind of like the best wrestling. So if you've never seen anything else, it's like, oh, yeah, they're they're totally right. And they kind of like how some of the best wrestlers, but. Kind of like how Jay Z kept saying he was the best rapper alive, and people was, and then eventually people just started believing it. Like if you say some shit long enough for a period of time, people would be like, "Oh, that's just a fact." Yeah, that's like Muhammad Ali. He was like, "I told y'all I was the greatest well before I was." You're right about that too. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track because we trying to watch this baseball game. <laughs> so, 
In our main event of the A Block Finals, there's only one man left who can tie Kota Ibushi and steal the appearance in the finals. That's Mr. Jay White, and he's taking on Ishii. Uh, Jay, he tried trading shots with Ishii only to find himself severely outmatched. Jay then turned his attacks to Ishii's taped up legs. Jay White busted out the TTO, or in this case, the ITO, the Ishii tap out. You get a rough bump and ghetto interference, but Ishii still managed to overcome it by hitting a stun dog millionaire. Ghetto got involved one more time, but Ishii weathered the storm and he put Jay White down with a vertical drop brain buster. And Ishii upsets Jay White and thwarts Jay White's attempt to be in the finals of the G1 this year. That shocked the hell out of me. Not only did Ishii main event a, a block final, he won the block final, prevented Jake from moving forward, and created even more drama within Bullet Club. Did not see all that coming. Very shocking. A block delivered in spades. <laughs> yeah, A block was very good. Uh, the thing with Will and the new faction, the main event, Dakota Bushi Taichi. Uh, you know, match that just came out of nowhere with the, the kicks and everything. Um, Minoru Suzuki and Shingo, and even old Pimp Juice getting no dupe over Jeff Cobb. So, yeah, they, they definitely did a lot to basically wrap up, I thought, which was the better block from top to bottom, night in and night out, when you were watching this day after mm-hmm. day. I, I thought the A block delivered a lot more than the B block did. Uh Terry's well before we move on, just your thoughts on Jay White coming up short against Ishii. Well, yeah. I mean he he tried, but Jay's whole thing is at least as this hill character, he is the anti strong style wrestler. And he, he tried. He went to his try and true which is ghetto, but ultimately at the end of the day, like Ishii is one of the best strikers, not only in New Japan, but in the world. And when it came down to it, who got a move that can put the other man down? Jay really only has one move, and that's the Blade Runner. And Ishii has those lariats and those forearms, and he can throw in kicks when he needs to, and that brain buster, and pulled it out. That's what I love about Ishii. You see everybody doing all these spectacular, great moves, aerial moves for finishers. His move is something that I watched as a kid put many of men down. Vertical drop brain buster. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he's an old school guy. Like they always talk about his, his idol is Teru, the same guy who Shingo idolized. So, you know, that's that's what makes him unique. He's the st- old school strong style guy amongst all these New high-flying guy. Right, right. This is Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by Mr. Anwar Starwin and our special guest, Terry's Boy, as we're wrapping up this year's G1 Climax from New Japan. So we'll move on to night 18, which was the B-Block Finals. Uh, we'll give an honorable mention to Goto and Juice Robinson. I thought they had a very good match. Uh, Juice Robinson had the pulp friction block multiple times, but he kept being persistent, and he finally caught Goto with the uh, pulp friction, and he got the win. Almost got to that magic number of 10 points this year for Juice. He got eight this year, so he's definitely an up-and-comer in New Japan based on his point total when it comes to uh, the G1 this year. So shout out to Juice Robinson and his new look and Blues Brother-inspired gear and all that stuff. Another honorable mention from the uh, B-Block final, Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Mm -hmm. Matt Classic between these two guys. You can see Tanahashi trying to keep up with Zack Sabre Jr., uh, you know, trying to outdo him. Uh, Tanahashi hit the aces high, but Zack Sabre Jr. rolled through into a pin, only for Tanahashi to keep rolling. Tanahashi secured a pin, and then he got the win. And just for a little extra umph, he kept Zack Sabre Jr. in the pinning hole for about seven or eight seconds just to be like, I got you, bro. I got one in on you. So the ace doing ace likes things. Anwar Starwin, did you, uh, did you, did you enjoy that match as much as I did? I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the technical aspect of it, and I enjoyed the fact that Tanahashi didn't take a lot of damage doing it. 
And I also like how he was he was sunning Zach after the match and pissed, pissed Zach off. <laughs> now we move into our semi-main and main events. Kenta with eight points versus Naito with 12. Naito is going for the outright lead in the block. If he can win this match, he'll have 14 points. Uh, they had some good exchanges. Uh, we had a GTS get countered into a Destino. But Kenta ultimately countered Destino into an inside cradle to get the win. And Naito has been eliminated from being able to make it to the finals. So it's going to come down to our main event match. But Kenta here with the win over the champion. So, you know, through New Japan's uh, way that they do things, looks like we're going to have a Kenta Naito championship match at some point in the near future. Um, that I don't know about because you got to think taking the dynamics of, okay, if you beat the champion, that's one thing. But if you're in a tournament setting, if someone else beat the champion and beat you, they jump ahead of you. So, so he will beat Kenta and he beat Naito, so that vaults him over them. Him, so yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Terry's boy, on uh, Kenta getting the upset over Naito? Uh, yeah, just Naito got caught, he got a little too cocky because he was hitting his usual sequence of moves. It's like, yep, Valencia, oh, here comes this thing up, no. And Kenta's like, nope, I'm a little bit smarter than that, Naito. You're not, not going to get me. And, uh, yeah, great job by Naito. Like, he legit showed his shock at the end of the Like, wait, no. I wanted to go to the finals, damn it. No. <laughs> and Kenta was his usual, like, you know, smirking self. Uh, Kenta reaches that magical plateau of 10 points in this year's G1. Uh, that was it's going to be a big talking point uh, coming out of this year's G1. Tanahashi did not reach that magical number. He only got eight this year, so a lot of people are speculating what that means for him going forward, his placement in the upper echelon of New Japan, because this tournament has a lot to uh, say about where you're placed based on how many points you end up getting. But that brings us to our main event where we have Evil with 12 points versus Sonata. Basically, the winner of this match is going to the finals. Sonata managed to get the Paradise Lock on both Evil and Dick Togo at one point. But Dick Togo got involved again. Huromo, who was on commentary, hopped in to even the odds to help out Sonata. That helped Sonata get the surprising win with the Japanese leg clutch. And Sonata wins the B block. He had the tiebreakers over Evil and Naito. So it's going to be Sonata versus Kota Ibushi in this year's G1 Finals. Mr. Terry's boy, your thoughts on Sonata rising to the occasion. Started out super slow in this year's uh, tournament, but he ended up representing the B block in the finals. Yeah, I mean, he lost, but thankfully for him, he lost to a lot of guys who you knew weren't really going to be in play, but he he clawed himself back slowly but surely and got the wins he needed, and uh, yeah, thought this was one of Evil's better matches. They they kept the BS to, like, the end. Most of the match was, like, a straightforward match, and uh, yeah, these guys typically had good chemistry. I wish they had kind of had a little more intensity because it's like, yeah, I know the story is Evil betraying Naito, but it's like, Sonata, he was your tag partner. You guys were, what, two or three-time IWGP heavyweight tag champs? Like, he was supposed to be your boy, too. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Plus, he kicked you in the nuts. Match. Plus, he kicked them in the nuts. Well, yeah, that's all. He kicked you in the balls in the Lucha Fan Cup and beat yeah. you and denied you that win. Like, I know yeah. you're Mr. Stoic, but, like, come on, man. So uh, you're saying yeah. that he should have had that same energy that Okada had when he faced Will Ospreay in this tag team match in the finals where he just ran across the ring and just attacked his ass? Yeah, at least a, yeah. At least a little <laughs> bit. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, there, there was some betrayal. You're right. All right. It was good. I enjoyed that match though. I mean, mm-hmm. I like that the bullshit wasn't over, over arcing it all over the match. 
So that that put it out, and I was like, I was so sure that evil was gonna go through. Yeah. And so now I got his ass. I started. I wild the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. I don't even know what time it was. I just know. I was like, what? That look I had in the camera. It was like, uh-huh. Got all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. He pulled it out, man. He, he brought some of his best performances late in the tournament. And I we could... We could at least say that, yo, Sonata didn't bring it all during the tournament, but in the big spots, especially late, he was on fire. So, yeah, I've got to give him his due on that. That's what makes him so maddening as a as a wrestler because, gosh, he has all the potential to be like the man in New Japan for the next length of time, but he doesn't ever push himself to even act like he wants to be the man so he kind of just like hey yeah i'm i'm good in this you know tag team champion maybe united states champion type level you know i could probably be the ace but i don't want to have to turn it up to that level every night and to what it takes to be the ace and that's very unfortunate i'm gonna take a wait and see on that that dude's still like 31 or 32 Man, if 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 he if he wanted it, he would have had it by now. Why you think we ain't never seen it? Well, I don't know, Don. Because we're going to get to it, but I mean, look how long it's taking Coda. I mean, part of that was Coda. Yeah, but I I don't know about that, Don. And Coda is older than Sonata, so I don't know. Sometimes it takes a while. Plus, mm-hmm. you gotta you, remember that guy who's in AEW now kind of yeah, pushed just, some people back with his improbable run. To I was the about top. to say, kind of came out of nowhere. I was about to say, look at all the people Kota Ibushi was standing behind, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, your point is true. But the main reason they never really went fully forward with Kota is because he never had a long time long time contract, right? Right. I think that might be still an issue with Sonata. I gotta check one more of my people, but they gonna only push you to a certain point in New Japan without no contract. Yeah. That's another thing That's we'll fail to realize. And they're not gonna get get caught out there like pushing you to the top, and then all of a sudden you sign up with WWE. Yeah. And WWE has definitely made moves at Sonata. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Triple H wants him bad in NXT. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. You could the NXT Japan shit. Yeah, eventually, I guess they're still trying to get that off the ground. I don't know how much the pandemic and them not being able to have live shows and that Saudi money um, is putting a, a a halt to that. But yeah, that's definitely one of their their goals. Man, every time a every NXT. time every time a person of of indie impression or like a certain level. Signs with them, motherfuckers get to feel a certain type of way, and I get it to a degree. But people mm-hmm. got people got to eat, dog. So yeah, just just wish wish them well, and hopefully they stack up some money for a couple of years, and then they leave and go back and start doing the shit you want. Because in life, <laughs> especially now, you gotta do some shit you really don't want to do. Because the alternative is you gonna be asked out. So yeah, this is real life. This ain't no. Oh, you're my favorite plaything. You're gonna do the thing I want you to do. Man, we human beings got got kids, got wives, right. got family members they got to take care of. So I mean, much pause anybody can get that money from the Fed. If you can get the money from the Fed and not do nothing for three years and leave, you the man. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, so we're gonna talk about night nineteen. The final night of this year's G1. Uh, we back to the old school formula of the undercard tag matches. So Doki, Zack Sabre Jr., Taichi, and Desperado, they defeated Yoshihashi, uh, Ishii, Goto, and Yano by pinfall. After the match, Doki grabs the six-man never-open-weight titles and apparently makes a challenge. So I guess he's going to grab... Um, El Desperado and Kanemaru or Taichi or somebody, and they're going to try to make a run at those never open weight six man titles. Always good to see Doki 
uh, in a wrestling match. He's really grown on me in the last year or so that he's been around. I'm glad they kept him around. Yeah, he 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 found his spot. It, it took a minute, but he, he got used to the different styles, and yeah, I, I like him. He's a solid little, little sneaky heel. <laughs> <laughs> we had that classic tried and true Lij versus Suzuki Gun matchup in the form of Hiromu and Shingo tagging up against Kanemaru and Minoru Suzuki. Shingo and Hiromu got the win by pinfall. Uh, this just did a lot more to set up uh, Shingo and Minoru Suzuki uh, for whatever pending championship match at whatever show that they're going to have. Um, just, again, Shingo trying to stand up to, to Minoru Suzuki and show him that he's tough enough. And, sh- and Minoru Suzuki enjoying every minute trying to prove that he's not. I agree, I agree with that completely, but I also think it might potentially set up a junior tag title match, too. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Romo did pause with the belt real quick and told Kanemaru, like, yeah, watch that for me for a minute. Plus, we we also have Best of Super Juniors coming up, so. Yeah, we do. We're going to have to make an executive decision about that, Anwar. Because I know Tag League isn't your favorite, and they're going to be going on at the same time. Well, but they're alternate nights, so I guess, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I can swap in on the Tag League shows and, and watch. Hell yeah, you the Tag League. <laughs> you claim, you spoke it in existence. You, it's, it's, that's all on you, bro. <laughs> I ain't doing no Tag League then. Maybe I'll play. If it's, I'm I think, think yeah, it's I think they're tag nights like A block, B block. So yeah, I guess I can do tag league. Yeah, you do tag league. I'll do the best of super juniors, and then we all meet up at the end. <laughs> right. Shit, man! I was like, dog, about to say, oh, he's about to really talk to me about some tag league. I was like, oh, I, mean, I, I get it. Tag league is going to be interesting, especially if they can't get any foreigners. Because I'm thinking, like, what teams they got? They got dangerous techers. Uh-huh. I guess we can drag out Ten Cozy, even though Tenzan can barely move. Mm-hmm. We got what GBH. Hopefully, Nagata, Nagata and somebody. Maybe Nagata. GLD and, and who else? Probably Nagata and somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Nagata and somebody. I know Maybe he is, is begging, like, please, Tanahashi, let me be your partner in Tag League. So maybe that team, because Coda yeah. is going to be busy. I don't I don't know. They don't have a lot of teams seemingly um, right now. Jeff, so that, Jeff that's Cobb and somebody might link up. They might get well, and I guess we might also get because they're a new faction, Will and Great O'Con too. Great O'Con. What if they did um, Jay White and Evil as a tag team to to keep hmm. the, to keep what's going that would on? Be going on? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cause cause some shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Because they're they've been progressing the story along, but you know what? I think they're waiting for Tama Tonga to come back because I think he's the always had the final mm-hmm. say on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. He's right about that. And I think like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, he's it's, one of the two of the only yeah. founders. Is him and Fale. Fale. Only and two founders left. So yeah, that's that's just, very good. It says Bucks are gone. The fire squad get motherfuckers out of there. So yeah, <laughs> so the fire squad come through and get they're gonna get man. That man, we about to have a talk. This shit look it's not looking good for Jay. <laughs> it's not looking good for Jay, buddy. I could break it down for y'all, but yeah, let's get to the end. Like after this, after this, like okay, fine. We gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, Tanahashi, Jeff Cobb, Juice Robinson, and Master Wado. Day one by submission over Ghetto, Jay White, Kenta, and Tashi Ishimori. Uh, and it looks like Tanahashi wants a shot at Kenta's United States title briefcase as they had a long stare down after the match. Everybody's been trying to figure out who Kenta's, you know, next challenger is going to be for the briefcase. But it looks like Tanahashi wants to step up. I think Kenta was fucking with him because he messed up his briefcase on his head, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kenta's a master troll. Mm-hmm. He, he did put a dent in the side of that joint. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, our final, uh, or second to final uh, tag team matchup on the undercard, Will Ospreay and the Great Okan. They won by submission over Sho and Okada. Um, building up more between Will and Okada, possibly at Wrestle Kingdom. You think? That that you know that makes sense, but yeah, that yeah, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. who else do they have? I mean, yeah, Will does have the Rev Pro title, but it it doesn't really seem like any of those guys would main event in Japan. And that this is the storyline they have for both guys. So yeah, you right They've about done it this. before with Jay and Okada that one year. So it, that would make a lot of sense. Show show was pretty awesome in that match. Yeah, show's always. I got awesome. high hopes for show. I got high hopes for show. Yeah, man. Too bad. I mean, you know, like I like I tell um, <laughs> like I tell Mota to underscore Reese. There's a Marty Janetti in every tag team. Unfortunately, you know, it has to be Yo in this case. But uh, yeah, man, show is, is is awesome. Yeah, don't be surprised if Yo come back and side with Osprey. Mm. They need action, so keep an eye on that. Um, like I said, I like the way that this match started out with Okada just straight bum rushing Will Osprey uh, before the match even started. It's like no handshakes, no none of that, taking my robe off or nothing, and they jump started that match, and it was a lot of fun. Next up, I've never seen him be that. I've never seen him be that mad. <laughs> the start of match, never seen him be that mad. Well, I mean, you think about it, this, this is the first, like, real deal friend. Like, Will was his little brother that, that betrayed Okada. Because, I mean, yeah, he got betrayed by Yujiro when he was in chaos. But Okada and Yujiro weren't that close. And with Ghetto, I think it would have hurt more if Ghetto had betrayed him right when they first broke up. But... Mm-hmm. By the point Ghetto betrayed him, Okada and him had already agreed to move on. So, yeah, this is, this is that first one that, that really hurt. Kind of mm-hmm. took some of that veneer off the rainmaker. You're like, oh, really? It's like that? Okay. I'm going to show you. Get out in the world and lie about, lie about shit. <laughs> get out in yeah, the world and lie. Yeah, because it... it and, I mean, it, it really seems like everybody in chaos is, like, down with Will because Rocky was pretty much being Will Conte. Like, yeah, I think he was playing this the whole time. He was mm-hmm. faking. He saw mm-hmm. what Jay did and was like, oh, let me copy that. He let saw what Evil did. Out. He studied Evil, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Call that man. Just okay. It seemed like the whole chaos is like, oh, okay. You about to find out it ain't it ain't sweet when you know what the crew no more man. Yeah, even Ishi said, I don't like that motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, he said, I think I even know that Ishi said that shit. But suppose he did say that and Rocky brought it up, or Kevin brought it up, and I was like, oh wow. And Ishi loved like um Osprey's partner, tag partner though. Yeah. So that's another person that oh, might yeah, be doing that's it. Another that's another interesting yeah, Like, what is Robbie going to do when he comes back? Because Will is the guy who brought him in, his big brother. Like, yeah, I, I didn't Robbie think about Eagles. that. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. What, what is good old Robbie Eagles going to do? Yep. It's a lot of question marks. Robbie Eagles going to get with the winning team, and he's going to be a part of the Empire. <laughs> I mean, he probably will be. Possibly. I think he could be a really good baby face, though. He could. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want him to stay face. All right. Uh, We have an announcement. Tokyo Dome this year, Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be January 4th and 5th, two nights again this year. So, same as last year. Um, They're going to split up the action. So, uh, it worked so well last year. They're going to do it again this year. I think that it makes for shorter shows. I think that's kind of the one thing that New Japan and WWE have learned during the pandemic is that, hey, if you take away some of the filler, you can pack in everything you want in two and a half hours, three at the absolute most, and that's stretching it. 
I don't have a big issue with like um longer cards for big shows, but like them long cards for like small small like B shows. I was like, man, you don't need to be doing all this. I love the six matches. Mm-hmm. Tell you, do your things, get in and out, boom. That's that. I I can man. If they stay with that format, I'd be happy. Just like if you want to do more matches for like big big events, okay. But this six match format, I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just sucks because it's, it's some guys that never get to wrestle anymore. Like poor right Tiger Mask just at the dojo working with the young boys, <laughs> not doing nothing. <laughs> just chilling. It's like Yeah, yeah. We ain't seen him since Man, we ain't seen him in a while. Yeah, because they've been streamlining the uh, shows. They haven't been having the preview tag matches um, like they. I thought he was, he was retired for a second. Nah, not yet. Not yet. Nah, not yet. He's not that old. He's not that far off. You saw yeah, how long. True, but they, they still Liger. got a little bit of time left. They, they like, got honestly, Liger could have went a few more years, but he was just like, nope. I, I like working with the young guys at the dojo. It's my time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let the young dudes shine. Yeah, God ain't got long. Tenzon ain't got long. Yeah. yeah. Kojima can still go. So Yeah, he can still go. Yeah. So we had Evil and Yujiro. They won by submission over Bushi and Naito. After the match, Evil and Naito, they have a long stare down. And then Dick Togo chokes out Naito with the Garitoke wire before throwing Naito into evil, who hits Naito with the everything is evil. So as Anwar was alluding to earlier, it looks like we're still going to get evil challenging for the double titles uh, at some point in the very near future. No! I'm with you, Anwar. I, I get Ghetto likes booking certain matches over and over again, like last year it was Zack and Tana. But the difference was Zack and Tana have great matches, whereas Eva and Naito is like, ah, uh, uh, why do we have to watch this? I mean, we get it. Evil is a, a draw in Japan. He's the top here. I get it, but. This is getting redundant. I'm starting to dread evil matches. It's just like you're not the only one starting to dread. Why do I have to watch this man wrestle in main events? Why? Yeah, yeah. I was like, please, God, not another evil match. And God said, Hey, man, I told Guido, but he's like, I, I can't control him. He's gonna do what he want to do. I told him, but the people don't want it. It was. Um... I was hoping that we would have something change up this uh, scenario here as well. Um, it's just that evil has gotten so reliant on the interference. It's just that, like, uh, if you could, if you could have laid off some of these matches with the interference, and then when we get to the matches that have really high consequences, and then he used the interference, okay, it can be more tolerable. But I mean, but when you're on just a regular match against Juice Robinson and you're using interference, like, come on, man. Yeah, man. Just come on. That's what kills the He's he's definitely regressed. Like, it seems like his whole thing is as a heel, you know, do everything to draw heat. Like, why why should I wrestle hard? I'm a heel now. Like, I, I. I'm here to look cool and draw heat, which, I mean, like I said, at least with the Japan crowds, it's, it's working. But it's like, come on, man. Like, can we get at least, like, some brawling, like, some roughneck, like, a little bit of, like, old school Makabe, or, I don't know, you're, like, brutally injuring people or something? Like, come on, man. Yeah, he's got to definitely, <laughs> uh, ex- you know, accelerate his... Uh his violence quotient or something to earn the right to be at the top of the, the card the way he is just by cheating and having Dick Togo do all your dirty work. That doesn't do it for me. Nope. We can have Jay White do that with, with ghetto. I mean, it's yeah. the same, it's the same role, but Jay White is far more effective at it and far more entertaining while doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Then that brings us to our main event of the evening, the G1 final Sonata versus Kota Ibushi. The Japanese late clutch saw Ibushi kick out at the last possible moment, like 2.999999, uh, before he crumbled as Sonata looked for Destino. 
Abushi gets free for a head kick. Then he followed that up with a high knee for a near fall. Abushi connected with the Kamagoye, and Kota Abushi is the winner as he has won back to back G1 tournaments. So he gets the confetti, the cool trophy, and all the praise at the very end. Um, he has his little interview time in the ring. And then as soon as he makes his way to the back, couldn't even get his Coors Light open. And here comes Jay White making a challenge for the briefcase and the opportunity to main event in the Tokyo Dome. I'm going to tell you something. Like I, The first time I watched the match, I was watching, but I was always, always, always playing a video game too because I just felt like doing that because I just watched an entire show and I just like need a breather. And I, I like I liked the match, but it was slow to me. And the botch and not knowing if Ibushi was actually hurt or not. Yeah. That shit took me out of the match for but the back end was so great. It was just a weird flowing match. But me taking some time and going back and just focusing on watching it, I have a much better appreciation for the match now, like hours later. I really liked it. It's the pace, if like if you look at the pace of it, it makes sense for, for how Ibushi was physically because Ibushi was beating down from his match against Taichi, so he's not going to be able to move at the same speed he normally would. So it, everything makes sense. His sudden of the injury within the match was great, and Sonata actually kind of he took his sit up to another level in this match too. So he was the crowd was with like was with Sonata, especially at the end. And you saw how they gashed when he got him in that, that leg crutch, that leg roll mm-hmm. crutch. Because mm-hmm. they thought that shit was over because he's beating a lot of people with that move. And he di- and then he didn't get the win. And the fact it took like two Kamagoyes to beat, beat him, it's that was like, like Sonata's not that far off. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard for his fans, me, self-included, to see him get so close and lose so much time. I'm a Goto fan, so I know all about that. So, but like I guess my man John said on online, he's like, kind of keep perspective that Sonata is one of the youngest top people in that on that roster, and you saw how yeah. old you saw how you see how long, many years it took for Ibushi to get to where he needs to get, and I don't think like I, another one of my friends like online like Pearl Goth, she she basically said something that was real that I really believe that those two domes are not just going to be like it's going to be something with like Naito defending on two of those nights or whoever's champion defending it's a possibility that 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 Sonata still gets in and gets to challenge somebody for either the IC championship or something on one of those or the, or the world championship on one of those days mm. so I, I, it's a lot of by them announcing this two days and on the on the G1 final it opens up a lot of different possibilities and as as far as Jay White, Jay White, a lot of people was not expecting that challenge because usually when people win, that's it. It's nobody coming in. But that's typical Jay injecting himself in a situation to let you keep you off balance and nervous. But also, it's a Hail Mary play by Jay because Jay mm-hmm. also saw Evil make that challenge. So he was kind of forced and probably to speed up his moves or what he was going to do. Based on that, I was just talking to y'all made me think that okay, he was somewhat motivated by what he saw Evil do in the challenge. That let me try to get ahead of the situation before I have no leverage within the group I'm in. And the history of Bullet Club is this: whoever is a leader starts to go on these losing streaks in big situations. This has kind of been Jay this year. He's regressed. He regressed in G1 from winning the block last year. He lost the double dash. And and so, like, Jay's on his last legs as in that, as a, as new, as, as Bullet Club leader. If he loses the briefcage match, and, you know, we'll see. It's a lot of possibilities because I think that power struggle might be super big. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That might be that might be where Jay gets booted. So we'll see. It's it's 
it's so many different storylines going on. It's it's very very interesting and 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 it's like wow, we come a long way from during the summer when it, where we didn't have a lot of people on the roster. Now we just got some of them. It opens up a lot of different possibilities. So Jay is Jay's in a bad spot right here. It's like if you don't win, it's it's a wrap. And I was just. It was just I just it's, a, it's not just in ring it's it's the stories they're telling so yeah man yeah that finals not on the level of most block or G one finals but it's not it's really good dude so I just that's my opinion Terry's boy uh, your final thoughts on the final matchup there Sonata Kota Ibushi yeah I, I thought it was a really strong match like Anwar said it started off slow but that was. To kind of build the match, and because Ibushi was obviously hurt, plus Sonata is like a kind of, despite how athletic he is, it's kind of a slow starter to begin with. But uh, yeah, once it got going, like pretty much once they did the, that whole little plancha off spot with the crowd, where they both tried to pop the crowd, and, and once it got going, like I mean. Abushi busted out the whole Phoenix flash. Like, when the last time he had to pull that out? Like, it's it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they both elevated the game, and I mean, like like how I said that near fall, like the like I mean, I know we're used to it with American crowds with fans. Like that was three, but it's rare you see a Japanese crowd like everybody, even the announcers, like. Hold up, red shoes. <laughs> I think that was three. And even I was like, yep. I don't know. A bushy kicked out in time. That was close. And yeah, like it, it once they really, really got going. I mean, and you know, Sonata even has some new moves. I, I like that little bridging tiger suplex he does. So yeah, you know, like it. it I'm with Anwar. Like, I, I wouldn't rule out Sonata. It seemed like he finally turned the corner, like Anwar said. Like, the only really young dude that's a top guy is Okada, and that's because he's a prodigy. Well, and Jay, because they're both prodigies. But otherwise, in New Japan, it, it usually takes a while to get to that top level. So, I, I Sonata fans, just, just hold your patience just a, a little bit longer. It, it seems like. He he's turned the corner, and I know Bushi was like really talked him up and and said like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen, but he kind of said like yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't really think Sonata with the way he wrestles fits in Lij. He's not really that style wrestler. I want to keep pushing him and keep getting to that next level, and uh, yeah, I think Ghetto just after all the shenanigans just wanted to give us a, a good match. You know, the 30th anniversary, they had Mr. G1 shown on commentary. And, uh, yeah, they, they just wanted to give us, like, a, a like you know, an old-school G1, like, just a pretty good match. And, like I said, this wasn't one of the best of all time and definitely not in recent memory, but it was a really strong match. And, you know, Bushi, also big for him, gets his second G1 win. So now he's only one behind his mentor in terms of G1 wins and, back-to-back finals and just his his emotion you can tell how much it, it means to him to win like he said he was trying to be that capital g and not let the fans down that that was kind of his whole thing with the whole thing with golden aces with them failing to win back the tag titles it's time to kind of told him like yeah i know you're i'm your god but you might have to be your your own god now Colin colors like okay I'll do it, Tana. I won't let you down. I won't let the fans down. So yeah, it, it was a feel good moment. I, I liked it. I think I think the possibility of Tanahashi winning New Japan Cup is just went up, especially if Ibushi wins at Wrestle Kingdom. Either 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 New Japan Cup or G One next year, if Ibushi is champion. So yeah, I mean it's, it's possible. If, it's kind of feels well, like this. You, you do it's, have it, that story with Naito mm-hmm. and Ibushi like you did with Naito and Okada where every time Ibushi gets close, Naito is always the guy that kind of stops mm-hmm. him from reaching that top spot. So it, 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 anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope that they don't have 
somebody step in and get the briefcase from him before he that's a possibility to, yeah before he gets to january 4th but i'm also not sure if my stomach and heart can take watching naito and ibushi wrestle at that big stage for that bigger prize because you coward know, you know i mean somebody coward. somebody somebody's neck and, coward. and career this is gonna is... be in jeopardy this coward. is kind of a different Ibushi and kind of a different Naito. Like, Naito, really, this whole G1, I mean, even that's the Tanahashi match, he really didn't that's do anything that crazy. Each other. And uh, Ibushi has been, you know, leaning more on his kickboxing and his striking. He really hasn't done anything that night. So, I get you feeling, but... I hear what you're saying, but that's until they wrestle each other. And then all of that goes... <laughs> Out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Fair enough. I still want to see it though. I don't care, Don. <laughs> I haven't seen it that match since Dominion to last year. That match has been on ice since then. So yes, I would like to see that match we again. We almost lost Kota Ibushi in that match. He, but we didn't. He's still here. So <laughs> what's wrong? Just like. Two weeks ago, we almost lost Shotzi Blackheart against Dakota Kai. Oh, gosh. She scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I was like, oh, girl, don't. What are you, what are you doing now? No! Yeah, I, I get she's a daredevil, but it's like, chill a little bit, Shotzi. You young. You, you got a full career ahead of you. Like, relax. Yeah, we 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 got stalking Shotzi. <laughs> so, um, just I'll start with. Mr. Terry's boy, just your overall assessment of the 19 nights, the one month, um, you know, start to finish of the G1. Um, you know, a lot of people had a lot of opinions on it compared to what it has been, but it's been a pandemic. So I'll get your final mm-hmm. take on it. Um, I thought it was solid. Like it, it obviously had more interesting storylines than, you know, great match of years. Although it, it did have some really strong matches like Ishii, Suzuki, Tanahashi, Naito, Zack. Like, there, there was some Will, Shingo, there, there were some strong performances. So, I mean, I, I get people like, you know, it's G1, you want all those like blow away, blow away matches, but I, I kind of liked it because, like I said, the, the great matches stand up more. Whereas a lot of years, G1, you 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 go back, and you're like, oh man, I forgot about this match because it's just great match wrestling overload. And like I said, as a, a fan of the last few years, I, I prefer like come out of G1 with some interesting storylines because normally this time of year, it's like, well, crap. I don't want to cancel the world, but, like, what, what do we really got on the horizon? Whereas this year, you know, we, we got Power Struggle. We got Best of Super Junior. I don't know about Tag League, but we'll see. And, you know, we got some challenges for the title and the briefcase. So, overall, like I said, it was a solid tournament. I think they made the, the best of the circumstances, and I, I'm curious to see what comes next. But, yeah. Is this like a G1, like I'm absolutely going to watch from beginning to end again? No, but it, it has some bright <laughs> spots. I think people are being a, a little a little higher. Plus, you know, with the crowds not being able to chant, that that really hurts certain people like Okada and Evil because all they can do is clap. But, yeah, I, I thought overall it, it was more solid than just out and out, like, terrible. Right, right. Uh, I got one more question for you. Just your assessment of uh, NJPW Strong uh, since its debut the last, I guess, two months or so since they've been kind of running that every Friday night in replace of the old Access TV show uh, that they had. Uh, how do you feel that's been going? Uh, yeah, I think it was going solid. Like, I, I know a lot of people are kind of down on it. They kind of feel like New Japan needs to open that forbidden door. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys who want to work New Japan but can't get direct access. So they, they've showcased the, some strong guys. I like that Danny Limelight guy. We got to see the former Dan Young, Fred Rozier, 
Um, I like that Lucha guy. What is it, Mysterioso? I like him. We got to see guys like TJP, so I, I think it's been solid. And you know, showcasing some hopefully some new guys. So you know, on this American tour, when when they can get back to it, they have a stronger string of guys, which which is always what New Japan said. They like we're not trying to take over America. We're just trying to have strong tours with good shows and hopefully highlight some more guys. So, and you know, we also got ACH, which hopefully another guy we see more in New Japan. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get them in a best of super juniors. And I know guys like Leo Rush have said they want to do New Japan. So, to me, anything that gets more of those kind of guys in New Japan besides going to ROH, I, I like it. It's been solid. Kevin Kelly seems to be having fun. I like seeing Alex Kozlov again because he, he hasn't been seen since he retired. Him and Rocky were a team, you know, forever hooligans. Right. So, yeah. It's not, and I think blow away, but I mean, the shows are short. They're only like an hour. Like, it, this is like a quick, fun hour of good wrestling. All right. And I, I'm liking seeing the, the new guys as well as, you know, the other L.A. young line. So, yeah, I, I think it's solid so far. Okay. All right. Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm going to post you the same question, sir. Just your overall thoughts and comments for this year's G1. Um, it was a really good G1. Like, depending on what you're looking for, you could find stuff in each block. I, I for the matches, just like, and even some storyline beats. A block is probably the best block for you. If you like a lot of different weird stuff and can accept bullshit in your matches, sometimes B block is fine for you too. And how does it stand all time to the previous G1s? It's hard to like match. A lot of the G1s of recent, the past decade, to be quite honest with you, because of the pandemic, it just switches up the dynamic. But they did the best they could in the situation, and it was really good. I'm glad they, I'm glad that we got G1 because it opened up a lot of different opportunities and a lot of storylines for the company going forward because they were kind of getting stuck in place without all the talent being here. So they still don't have, have all the talent, but they have some more talent where they could be put on better products kind of getting rough there mm-hmm. yeah um well you know hopefully with the surges and everything going up everywhere uh hopefully we don't get into that point again where they're not allowing um travel but yeah like you guys were saying with the roster being so limited throughout all the wrestling at one point there uh yeah it was getting a lot harder for the booking teams to be creative uh, and work around the people that they had um, I thought the G1 was um, was very good as well. Like you said, I mean, it's hard to compare it to the last couple of years. Um, but to do the things that they had to do, make the changes um, that they had to make uh, in order to get this one in, I thought that this was a very good, um, a good showing by them, good recovery for them. Um, so we've probably got to... Um, maybe see if we can adopt this uh, six-match format, like uh, uh, Anwar said, not maybe skip some of the underneath uh, preview tag matches the day before. But um, I really like the way that this was streamlined and uh, thought that New Japan has done a very good job um, keeping the guys safe and healthy. And we haven't heard of anybody getting, you know, the virus or any of the fans getting the virus uh, during this whole time. So uh, kudos to them uh, for how they've handled everything. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Terry's boy, I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for your shout outs and thank yous. Uh, yeah, shout out you guys. Thanks for having me on again. Happy you always talk to New Japan with your fellas. Uh, you know, shout out to all the Russell Cass fam and all the Cast the Strong Style family, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. All right, Mr. Anwar Starwin, your shout outs and thank you, sir. Shout out to Jupiter Jolip. Shout out to What Sleep Though. Shout out to Madame Lizette. Shout out to the next cast because that's just fire. Um, shout out to, man, shout out to the whole fam. Y'all know who y'all. Respect. All right. And. 
I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Anwar Starwin. I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Terry's boy as well. I'd like to give a shout out to Madam Lizette. Jupiter Julep was sleep though. Give a shout out to Miss Simi. Also check out Mr. Anwar Starwin over on our Patreon page as he talks a little bit sports with me. Know the score OT is what we're calling it. So check that out on patreon.com forward slash CSPN. Also check out me and Mr. Moted underscore Reese along with Samuel Kalunga on the Rawcast as I think Sam will be joining us again this week as we'll be breaking down Monday Night Raw. Probably be talking about a little bit of Smackdown too as Miss J to the Max is still out there being the world traveler that she is. So we'll be talking to her hopefully next week again about Smackdown. So continue to use the hashtag cast a strong style as we uh, head towards power struggle. Uh, like you said, the best of the super juniors and the world tag league as well. So we're going to have a lot of shows, a short amount of time. So I promise I'll try to stay abreast a lot better than I did in the G one. Things got piled up and I got a few shows behind, but I'm going to be a lot better and try to get these shows out in a timely and, 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 and quick manner. Uh, for Best of Super Juniors and the World Tag League. So for our special guest, Mr. Terry's boy, and my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.